welcome to 42, a history podcast about history, as you can tell. I am Ethan, and th- and this is um, and this is my dad, Michael, and we will be covering Catherine the Great. So, Ethan, Catherine the Great. Yeah. What do you know? Well, Catherine the Great's reign was was between no, was between July 9th. Hey, it's my birthday, 1762, and November, and November, 1796. Okay. She obviously was an incredibly well-adjusted happy child, right? Her mother, her mother wanted a boy, and she eventually did get two, but one would die of scarlet fever, and the other one I completely forgot about. Um, she would, um... She was often criticized for being ugly, although she didn't have a bright side because her dad was somewhat okay to her, but he was oftentimes uh, in a fort and was also kind of stuffy, and uh, he was born, very born. Oh, very boring. Okay. He was more born than, as her mother described it, more the most boring man in Germany, which eventually would... Which she, which the apple did not fall far from the tree in this case, because Catherine the Great would eventually meet a lover that was very boring. We'll get to that later. Indeed. So Catherine the Great sounds very Russian. I'm sure she's super Russian. She's from Prussia. And Catherine. So that sounds like a pretty Russian name too. I'm sure she was born Catherine. Her name was Sophie. So wait a minute. Catherine the Great is actually Sophie from Prussia. Yes. Okay. She was actually a Lutheran originally. She was born what in what year? Born seventeen twenty nine in Prussia. Birth name Sophie. Okay. And she moved with her mom to Saint Petersburg, you said, right? In what year? In seventeen forty three. Who did she meet then? Um Pete, Peter the Third, not to be confused with his much cooler grandfather, Peter the Great. Nothing great about Peter the Third. Um, yes. Sophie and uh, Peter first met when she was 11, right? And he yeah. was 10. Yes. What was uh, her first impressions about him? Do you remember? Uh, he, um, he was a, an alcoholic already at that age, um, which would come to be a defining feature of his life, just like most of us are rulers. Um, um, he, was, he had a tendency to babble. He was very dull. Was he super handsome and striking? And no, great? no, he had fist-like features. You said fish-like or fist-like? Fist-like. Well, neither one of those would be good, though. Fish-like yeah. or fist-like. Yeah, he would make, basically, he would make H.P. Lovecraft have a heart attack. Okay, well, that's not attractive in any yeah. way. Okay, so they met originally when they were younger, but then they uh, got married in 1745, Five. right? What yeah. date? August 21st. Okay. And immediately, their, their, a mar- marriage was uh, an affair to remember. A marriage for the ages, right? They were incredibly it happy. Was a t- it was a match made in hell. Okay. Why is that? Because Peter Peter the Third was... Um, he barely spoke Russian. He planned to remain a Lutheran. And he was in love with another woman... Or that's what he told himself. Um, he, um, he was resigned to marry her because of Elizabeth, his aunt, 
um, forcing it was an arranged marriage, and and he said that when and he said after she would produce kids, she would she would shave her head bald and put her in a convent. Not a, a lucky start would be would basically say a tomahawk missile would would it would, be, it would say that a tomahawk missile is a is a baby's toy. It's not. No, understood. Okay, so right away they started having babies, and they had all kinds of male babies, and they were... See, some of the two miscarriages. I have none of these facts right. Okay, so eventually, though, they did have... A boy who... Okay, they had a boy. His name was Paul, right? Yeah. What year was he born? 1755. Okay, 1755 or 1754? 1754. Okay, um, and he was... She was allowed to raise him in peace, and... Elizabeth took him away. Took Paul away. Yeah. And raised her, tried to raise Paul as her own. Uh, well, it was, well, she tried to raise him as a, a, she tried to raise him to become a ruler of a country, because neither of the two had experience ruling a country. Right. Before. Um, and despite the fact that they're both nobles, they both, um, Sophie was actually some of a minor noble. Sure. Okay. After Paul was born, everything got much better. She was left alone. Everyone was nice to her. Every she was isolated, and no one really was that. Um. Well, now that the baby was born, Sophia's a who? <laughs> okay. Uh, tell me about life after uh, Elizabeth died. How did things change? Um. So Paul became the leader of Russia. Um, he tried to secularize all church property, Eastern Orthodox, and, um, I forgot to mention, um, she, at this time she had converted to Eastern Orthodoxy, um, at, before, uh, before, uh, Elizabeth's death, what he did was he pulled out the Seven Years' War, which eventually led to the American Revolution, so blah, blah, we'll get to that much, much later on, not in this episode, but another episode, um, See, uh, 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 wait. Uh, he demanded that clergy would save their beards, which was, which was a bit too high from from his grandfather's beard tax. But what about George? He's the leader of Russia. Nobody complained. Everything's right. People complained. He then pulled out of the Seven Years' War, as I mentioned, and turned all of the con- all of the right of Russia, all the all. Of the, everything to Denmark. Denmark, a country that was noticeable for, which is noticeable in the eyes of the eyes of many to be the country of Vikings and the country with, with where, which has its tendency to be invaded by Germans. It does. He was um, originally Danish, wasn't he? Yes. Okay. He wanted to reconquer that and, and, which it could, which, um, to give him some clout, it could have given them a flip, a warm water port. But the fact is that warm water port, but it was it's that ill with the army because of the fact that I don't know lots of Russians died in the 
in the Soviet War, and he and he made everyone have a toast to Frederick the Great, who was Prussian. Who was Prussian? Who was their main enemy? Yes. Okay, so enough en- enough was enough eventually, right? And he was overthrown. And so Catherine and her lover Gregory Olaf. Olaf. On July eighth. 1852. 62, I believe. Yeah, 62. Okay. What did they do that day? Well, um, well, it all went away because of a slip of a town. I'm going to call this Russian officer Babriatsky because that sounds Russian. And, um, so Babriatsky, that is in his real name, by the way, said, It's the cool wood neighbor found out. And the person he said that to, who's a superior officer, said, Wait, what? Wait a minute. Oh. Hey! There's a coup, and Babiatsky was probably thrown in jail. Now forget about Babiatsky because he's no longer important. Right. Um, and the coup had to be rushed. And unlike most instances in Western history where there was a coup, this one did not end. If this one did not end in a man with a with a charming mustache on a podium proclaiming free things to the people, it it ended with. Peter's resignation and being placed under house arrest. He eventually was strangled. Maybe. He... They say he died of hemorrhoids, but it's strong evidence that he was killed. But the people were... Well, people don't often die of hemorrhoids, but they do often die of being strangled. Yes. Okay. Now, there's some conflict about that, though. Some people say that he died in a bar fight, right? Yeah. But some people say he was strangled instead. Yeah, it the matter will never be resolved and never be resolved because by this time his bones have already turned to dust. dust. Sure, indeed. Yes. And on, on top of it, he's in a, buried in a royal tomb. It's unlikely he'll ever be dug up. Yeah. Okay. So next step, um, he was arrested. He abdicated. Mm-hmm. Catherine took over. Yeah. And um, how did that go for her after that point? So um. So she turned back on the military campaigns in Denmark. Um, she then instituted a few reforms. Uh, um, well, she didn't institute a few reforms. First, there was the small matter of Poland-Lithuania, and she soon installed Gregory Orlov, her former lover, as the puppet ruler. And and the Polish people were like, um, a Russian in Poland, that don't, that doesn't make sure land they soon had a rebellion, which Catherine the Great soon responded by sending down some troops to shoot some Poles, and a few Poles went over to, went over to, um, to the Ottoman Empire, and the Russians chased them, which started the Russo-Turkish War. Okay. And, and they, and now was a match we're against, against Russia and the sick man of Europe. Right. Mm-hmm. And the sick man of Europe lost. As they do. As they do. In that war, what did Catherine win for Russia? Do you remember? A port. She won Crimea and a port on the Black Sea, and the and which and which will eventually come up in Ottoman history. Um, the rights to defend all Christians of the Ottoman Empire, which will eventually come up in the Crimean War, which will cover later, later on. Okay. Which the Crimean War is criminally understudied. 
criminally understudy, at least by Americans, for sure. Yeah. So, now, tell me about these reforms. You had mentioned reforms originally. What were some of her favorite reforms? She instituted hospitals for the destitute, isn't until proven guilty, um, in, um, instituted education for girls, where girls were valued more or less at, uh, above horses, but below, but below a mop, um, below a mop. Um, oh, decent mops, you know, those are hard to find. Yeah, those are hard to find, well, they're easy to make, just need a stick and, like, some, like, it, it's easy to make, just okay. some straw. Um, uh, um, she also instituted, uh, um, a version of homeless shelters, just without the, just without the soup. Okay. More of the vodka. And she reformed the police as well. Yes. Right. Most of these were urban, and she tried to get all serfs to be freed. How did that work out for her? Well, when she found out that if if that would have happened, then if that would have happened, then all then all her other rules would come crashing down because she could have been overthrown. She decided to put hold on that. Okay. So she didn't really free the, the serfs as much as she had originally yeah, promised. Which would eventually lead to the Pugachev Rebellion. Okay. And. And Pukachev Rebellion was led by this guy, Pukachev. So Pukachev claimed to be claimed to be Peter the Great, even though that he was dead. And long been dead. Yeah, long been dead. And um, he it instigated the Ewalls, and and he said that he said that guys, 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 I've been overthrown, and I was about to issue a form that stated that all serfs were going to be freed, even though he actually said the opposite with right. in the discussion. With uh, some four ministers, and um, the serfs bought it, and it was about. At first, it was a small thing. There were. Catherine dispatched a few Russian soldiers, it would be crushed. Um, only one made it out alive. Okay. And he was. And that man was tall and feathered. Okay. And missing a hand. You need those. And he was a general. Mm hmm. So then he dispatched. Then she dispatched a larger force, which then and which then ended in um in the general be having his head lopped off and the other soldiers pulling my python and saying, "Run away, run away!" <laughs> and eventually, she had to dispatch um about three armies to dispatch it. One one was solidly destroyed. The other two managed to manage to destroy it, but that was. A few years later, it was any noble in in Siberia would instantly have would in, would, Pugachev would instantly pull a rope's beer before rope's beer was cool and chop off the head. Now with the guillotine, both an axe, until the rebellion was eventually put down. Okay. Like this. As they do. Like a fly. Tell me about Grigory Potemkin. So um so on the night of her coup against um against um, her husband. Peter the Third. Peter the Third. Um, she was riding in a male un army uniform, so Potemkin knows that she's have a sauna, so he ran up and and gave her his sauna, which then, which um, she, um, Potemkin served as a corporal in the served as a corporal in the Russo-Turkish War. Um, he also was very. He was also considered to be a general who was very. Kind to his staff and and kind to his men. It, it was said that when there's a cat, when a cat, when a when a ball, 
when a musket was fired and hit a hit a random Russian soldier, he instantly um he instantly pulled the bullet out himself in the Russo-Turkish War, which which made his men unconstantly loyal, because they knew under Pekimkin if one of them would die, well, if one of them entered, they would be careful. They'd be careful. Um. Um. He eventually became Catherine's lover, and now it's not. It's time to talk about her lovers. He had many, and well, Pekimkin. What ultimately drove them apart was the fact that, but was the fact that, um. One was at higher social standing, and he always wanted reassurance that that she loved him, and and such. Um, eventually, they came on agreement that um she would be that she that he would be his that she would that he would be her advisor, and she eventually took up the hands of a of a dull man who she described as the most born man in Russia, was like her mother described her father. Okay. Um, oh, if you wonder about her mother, she was, she's now dead, most likely. Well, now she certainly is. Yeah. That was in the 1800s. Yeah. 1700s. Okay, so, overall, would you classify Catherine the Great's reign as successful or unsuccessful? Very successful. Okay. What would you say are the most important things she was able to do? Well, she, um, I would say she expanded Western territory, or, um... She expanded Western territory. She got a fresh port up near Denmark, which caused some problems. She had she had Crimea, which caused some problems today because of Putin. Putin has to ruin everything. Um, uh, and everything is. And she eventually, well, I'll, now we know why she's called the Great. And speaking of the Great, Frederick the Great, um, she met Frederick the Great when she was. Four and when she was told to kiss his hand, this is a the she said friend to bow down to her for so that she could reach it. That is an antidote that I will end on. Very good. Okay, this has been the inaugural episode of Forty Two, the history podcast of life, the universe, and everything about Catherine the Great. Catherine the all right, Catherine the okay, pretty good. Yeah. I have been Michael Winkler. And I have been Ethan Winkler. Thank you for listening.